1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. Friday morning. No better time to have some pancakes and talk music. Music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Wait, there's pancakes? Uh, no, it's... I'm... Sausage, we did pancakes, scrambled eggs would be good. In your opinion, Gary, since we're back on the pancakes yeah. thing, yeah. what do you consider a continental breakfast when you're at a hotel? What What are the staples of a continental breakfast? That's To me, that's like something like a croissant and a mimosa or, yeah. or, or tea. You so, know, or something, something light. So you, have some, so you have really low expectations. What if there's a waffle iron there? Well, that's not continental. That's just food. But everybody call every hotel calls whatever they're serving continental breakfast. Yeah, I don't even well, know I what think, it I means. Think it's come, I think it's come to just mean like, oh, you know, this is breakfast you can have in your uh, in your pajamas. Okay. Nobody goes yeah. to if you went down there in your pajamas for the let's call it the complimentary breakfast, not the continental but breakfast because they're they all different. Call it. I they know, but, the but they should. Breakfast. Right. And they're, they're all different. There's no standards for that. In order to be a continental breakfast, you should have to have these things. And anything after they that. call something beer. It's got to have these four ingredients. Yeah, right. call something champagne. It has to be, you know. If you saw somebody down there in their pajamas eating cereal or some bacon or something like that, you'd look twice at them, right? Like they came down there. Somebody other than me? Yes. I don't, I don't know. Really? Like college kids go to morning classes in their pajamas oh i mean you know now you now you can get a nice you know a fairly nice pair of like flannel bottoms and and you know they they dress up a little yeah yeah Yeah. i mean maybe the the thong at south by southwest might have been a mistake a few years (laughs) back but all All right right. okay so continental breakfast we still haven't nailed it down what it means gary it's it's almost nothing Tea. Yeah, no, so if they like, have tea, it's, it's, it's like a little something, and you know, tea or or a mimosa would be okay. Yeah. All right. Just saying. That's is there, an interesting take on that situation. Is there really? And I mean, how good are they? Because stuff is unreleased for a reason. Sammy Hager says there is uh, stuff from the '90s from Van Halen that was unreleased. Now, it's been my experience when you have unreleased tapes from an artist and they get released, it's like, well, I know why they weren't released now. Yeah, sometimes every now and then you come up with you come up with a good one. But so there is, according to Sammy, the Van Halen did a second song uh, for the film Twister. They of course had one, you know, one song on there, uh, "Humans Being," and then there's apparently another one called "Between Us Two that wasn't used for the film. He describes it as a mid-tempo ballad, uh, not not quite country, but he compared it to "Can't Stop Loving You," another Van Halen song, and he says it's a treasure. You know, it's a really good song, and you know, one of the one of the better ones he feels uh, from his era with Van Halen, and it's out there, or I guess in there in the vault to be you know to be released at some point. So nobody's talking about releasing it yet. This was just something somebody asked Sammy. Uh, you know, is there anything left that we haven't heard? And he said, "Why, yes, there is." <laughs> that film was out in 1996. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Humans Being was was a good track, and I guess I guess the between us two, they just didn't need that kind of song at that at that point in time. So now that he's put the word out, there will be a little bit of 
clamor about it. And, you know, who knows? Maybe there will be some sort of compilation or any retrospective, and then this will become part of it, or Sammy will somehow get the rights to him and put it out. I was going to say, who has to greenlight this? Who has to be on board with the release for this stuff before they can put it out? Uh, really, Sammy, Sammy, Wolfgang, Alex Van Halen, and possibly Michael Anthony. You know, they all they all hold some degree of ownership to it. I and mean, where are they as far as uh, all being on the same page or being, in, you know, getting along? Um, you know, getting along, I think uh, it sounds like Sammy and Michael and Alex are not getting on. Sammy and Michael get along, of course, but there's no contact with Alex. I think, you know, but one thing Sammy also said, which I think is very true, is he said Van Halen is now Wolfgang. In other words, he he gets to drive the ship and determine, you know, what's going to happen within the Van Halen legacy. I think that's a that's a correct and be the smart way to do it and let him make let him make these decisions. Hey, speaking of Van Halen, Valerie Bertinelli, Eddie's wife for several years, uh, in the Matthew Perry book, he says he uh, got it on with her while Eddie was passed out on the bed. Right. <laughs> and she has she has not denied that, but has has kind of spoken out a little bit against uh, Matthew, including that in his book. Um, you know, he's ticked off a few people with his memoir, Keanu Reeves, um, you know, is among, you know, is another one. And so it sounds like she's kind of embarrassed by the story, but she has not said it didn't happen. Okay. All right. Well, he's confessed up to a lot of his very own douchebag moves, but when you slum down into the world of being a douchebag and other people show up in it, you know. It's... Yeah, I mean, this, this happens in, it doesn't actually doesn't happen in enough celebrity biographies. I yeah. More, I wish more of them were uh, were a little down and dirty like this. <laughs> yeah, but, Math, uh, Matthew, uh, he, told the, he told the gritty stories, didn't he? He did, he did. You know, like I said, he didn't, I don't think he, like you're not hearing any of his friends' friends, um, you know, come out, you know, against the book or against stories he told. But, and, and even the Keanu Reeves thing, it was this weird kind of offhand comment he made that he claims he didn't mean anything by, but I know I know Keanu is none too happy about it. And certainly if he could become Neo or John Wick in the flesh, uh, <laughs> I, I think I think those characters would, would have a discussion with Matthew Perry. Sort of in his defense, I mean, that whole time he wasn't drawing a sober breath. He was... Oh, no. He was, and he fe- you know, he does fess up to that. The guy, the guy who takes it the hardest in that book is Matthew Perry. Hmm. All right, I'll, I'll uh, give him that. Britney Spears says she hasn't, uh, I don't know, been fully conscious or something for for a long time. Yeah, she's she is she is woke in the literal sense now. You know, now that she at least says she's not being forced to be drugged. You know, by by those imposing the conservatorship. And uh, this week uh, she was stomping around a little bit on a, on a couple of fronts, all related to movies. One was the documentary, the various documentaries, which she, she slammed out of hand. But then, um, so Millie Bobby Brown was talking with, she's the star from Stranger Things, and she was on Drew Barrymore's uh, podcast. And, you know, Drew asked her about, you know, things she'd like to do, people she'd like to play, and if she'd like to play a real person. And Millie Bobby Brown said, well, I thought I would like to play Britney Spears. You know, I grew up with her. I've, you know, kind of watched her story throughout the years, you know, and then, you know, Millie Bobby Brown said she felt like she could tell Britney's story in the right way. Uh, Britney hopped on Instagram the, the same day 
and you know to post something that says I hear about people wanting to do movies about my life, dude, I'm not dead. So in other words, you know, in other words, Brittany has no interest in mm-hmm. in having a biopic made yet. Her her term was uh, uh, real consciousness in three right. years. Right. And, well, you know, and and you know, she I guess I guess so. You know, she's made a lot of she's said a lot of things about life under that conservatorship, some of which has included being drugged. And, well, she's got to be familiar with the idea that people have movies done about them oh, before yeah. they're gone. I mean, Pam and Tommy was just, what was that, last summer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this is just, this was, you know, this is kind of, Brittany's shooting from the hip a lot, aren't you? And has for a long time, you know, when it comes to social media. So, you know, this is this is just an immediate kind of, you know, knee-jerk reaction that if you really look at what Billy Bobby Brown was saying is she'd like to do it, not that she's going to do it, not that there's a film in the works or an offer was made, just that she'd, she'd like to play Britney. Is Sharon going to have to drag Ozzy back to Great Britain by his ear? Maybe. Well, they're in Great Britain now. Okay, because he doesn't sound uh, like he's wild about staying there. No, he did an interview with a, with a British publication uh, this week where, where he did say that, that you know, he, he's having second thoughts about having moved from you know from the U.S. from Los Angeles. He did say he he said first of all they've been getting flack from people because when they left America they said it's because America's getting too crazy the violence and everything. Ozzy says in this interview though and which I think we deduced that nobody actually said outright that a lot of it was a reaction to Sharon getting fired from the talk and and the problem she had on that show and that she was just kind of burnt out and wanted to put some distance, you know, between the Osbournes and, and that show and therefore between the Osbournes and America. Um, I think, you know, certainly what you could have done, and we talk about this when bands splitting up or members leaving, leaving bands is, well, you know, you have this place over in England, this great big estate. You know, just go there. Don't say you're leaving America. Just go go to live there for as long as you're going to be there and and don't make it a thing. You know, Ozzy says in the interview that if he had his way, he'd stay in America, that he, he considers himself an American. Right. Didn't he say that? That was the end of the statement. I'm an, I'm a, he didn't say an American. He said, I'm American, I'm American now. now. Right. Yeah. He said, if I had my way, I'd stay in America. I'm American now. So, you know, we'll see. Does I've America, adored. speaking of America, does America need to get ready for a Springsteen avalanche coming their way? Uh, I, I don't know about a, a an avalanche. Right. Uh, there is a new album. That was cheap today. journalism to get people to go, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, there is a new album out today, Only the Strong Survive. It's an album of soul covers, um, not with the E Street Band, but with a variety of other players, including Sam Moore from Sam and Dave is on a couple of songs. And then next week... Uh, he'll be on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon on NBC for three consecutive nights. He'll be performing and kibitzing and, I'm assuming, playing playing the the very the weird games that he that Fallon does with his guests. And then he'll, Springsteen will be back, obviously pre-taped, but on Thanksgiving night on the 24th. He'll be part of that show. And then, you know, next year he's on the road with the E Street Band. So. All right. I don't want to save this till the end because they always get shoved to the end. There was a birthday party. There was. It was Ginger... Spice's birthday party, and what all the Spice Girls were there, and now they're calling this a Spice Girl reunion. All the, Did they perform? All the Mel B. All the Mel, Mel- Melanie Brown did okay. not. Gary Spice did not make the party. All right, but, but they did post and you know acknowledge. But Victoria Beckham was there. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, Victoria was there. Uh, Sporty was there. Baby was there. They just you know. can't get all five of them on the same page. It's tough. It's they tough, just you know. can't. But they are, you know, I guess. And we still haven't heard any more about if they, they are being invited to Glastonbury uh, next year or not, because that's when at least Baby Spice said that the two or, you know, said that the five of them would likely get together for that. How far in advance does someone have to say, all right, listen, we know you're busy and your schedules are all diverse, but if we pick a date five years down the road, <laughs> yeah. can, can, you, you, can you come in for, you know, a few hours? You would right. Hope. You would hope. All right. Well, so, and, and they all got along. There was no. Yeah, no, it sounded like they had a grand time. They told Mel B that they missed her and uh, wish she was there, so. You know, they might get together for a Christmas party or something. We had the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions this this past week. That when are they on HBO next they week? They're on HBO a week from Saturday. Okay, a week from Saturday. But Alanis Morissette dropped out at the last second. Yeah, yeah, she was supposed to be part of the Carly Simon um, tribute. She was going to do that with Olivia Rodrigo on You're So Vain, and she even did the rehearsals um, on the Friday before the show, and then elected not to. And then she issued a statement. Uh, subsequently just saying that uh, because of her experience in the male-dominated music industry and having, you know, and having encountered a lot of chauvinism and, you know, poor behavior uh, over her career, you know, over the course of her career, uh, she called it, what, condescension, disrespectfulness, reduction, dismissiveness, contract breaching, unsupportiveness, exploitation, and psychological violence and more throughout her career. Take a deep breath now. Um, you know, she, Alanis Morissette, decided it would be hypocritical to be part of it. There was the intimation that something happened during those rehearsals, but she did not get specific about that. You would think, because if all that was going on, why would you even consider being there? And well, I accepted showing... it in the first place. Right. right? So that would, that would lend credence to the idea that something happened during the rehearsals that set her off and sent her away. All right, we had a lot of uh, a lot of deaths this week too. Yeah, this was uh, this was uh, not not a happy week. Uh, we would start with uh, Dan McCafferty, who is the original singer of Nazareth. He's the voice you heard. If you know a Nazareth song, he's the voice you heard. Uh, he he passed away from uh, he was suffering from COPD, um, and uh, yes, yeah, so he um, I'm sorry, he passed away at the age of 76. Uh, Jeff Cook, founding member of Alabama, who's been sick for a long time. Uh, he was battling Parkinson's disease. He passed away at 73. Uh, Gary Roberts from the Boontown Rats. He was the guitarist, one of the founding members. He passed away. Uh, he was 72. And then Tyrone Downey, who was the keyboardist and one of the producers with Bob Marley and the Whalers, you know, from Rastamon Vibrations on. Uh, he passed away in Kingston, Jamaica, and he was 66. And Aaron Carter has a biography. Yeah, biography of me. So, you know, we always talk about things that happen in the wake of somebody's death. Mm -hmm. And I think this is setting a land speed record. Uh, first, uh, first, some music came out, uh, like literally the day after his death. Uh, these, this independent label put out an album called Blacklisted that Aaron had been had recorded. And there was no release date or anything set. But they, and, and you, can, you can hear that it's kind of unfinished. But they threw it out there. Next week, we're going to get uh, a, a what was a memoir in progress that Aaron was working on with a, with a writer named Andy Simmons. 
and it's called uh, My Father's Son, Aaron Carter, An Incomplete Story of an Incomplete Life. Uh, there's a mouthful, but a pretty accurate title, because, you know, the book yeah. is incomplete, too. And the co-authors even acknowledge that what a shame it is we won't be able to include all the stories he had and every, everything that he wanted to include in the book, but that's not going to stop us from making a buck, uh, you know, to exploit, to exploit his death. So Aaron Carter's management issued a very quick you know, statement saying, you know, basically uh, decrying uh, these cash-in releases. Hillary Duff, uh, Aaron Carter's former girlfriend, also uh, put out a statement saying how tasteless these are. I'm not going to stop them, but they'll be out there. So this is quicker than the usual posthumous cash-in. And uh, do you know anything about Lionel Richie and him delving into country music? He's going to do it again. You know, he did it before with that uh, Tuskegee album some years back. And now he said uh, on the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame red carpet and in some of the interviews that he's, he's, the next thing he does is going to be another country album because that was very successful. On that one, he remade a bunch of his old songs and he had a bunch of country guests. Sounds like this one's going to have more original material, um, but probably still some guest stars. And he, of course, was inducted into the Rock Hall last week, and uh, coming up later this month, he's going to receive the Icon Award at the American Music Awards, and that'll that'll be airing. Uh, you know, I think it's the night before Thanksgiving well, he, on ABC. He dabbled in country music back in the '80s when he did that Kenny Rogers album, well, yeah, "Lady." And... Easy, easy is kind of a country song. Okay, you know, if you listen to it, and and yeah, "Lady" was Kenny Rogers. So, you know, and he produced Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. So. So there's a lot, uh, you know, he, he has his roots there. He's, he's an Alabama boy, so so why not? All right, you brought up the American Music Awards. Let's finish with that. Who is going to be on the American Music Awards? Okay, and that, that by the way, takes place Sunday, November 20th, not uh, said the night before Thanksgiving. So that'll be in L.A. on November 20th. Pink, Carrie Underwood, Imagine Dragons, J.I.D., uh, Thames, Wizkid, and Yola are set to perform. Uh, others will be named. They'll, they'll, they'll work a rock act in there somewhere. <laughs> they usually do. I mean, Imagine Dragons is considered uh, rock. They, you know, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but you know, they might find they might find a real rock act to make part of it. Who are the Lions going to beat this week? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I mean, they got the they got the Bears. They can't play the Packers that, every week. You know, that was uh, that was maybe the strangest mm. football game I've ever been to. You know, from Balls doinking off helmets. To, uh, yeah, I mean that was just. Oh, it, was, it was strange. And you ran into some some Bob and Brian listeners. Ran into some Bob and Brian people. A lot of <laughs> a lot of cheeseheads were uh, were in the crowd from my parking lot to well, the. I, uh, I hope they the were stadium. nice to you. I hope everybody they was you good. Well. Everybody. That's one thing I'll say about uh, Packers fans because I've been to a lot of Lions Packers games, and uh, you know these are people who are there for the football game. You know, first and foremost, and. Uh, that's a different, uh, different, nicer crew of people than people who are just there for just there for the party. All well, right. I hope if uh, the Lions can crack off 15 points, they can beat the Bears with them anyway. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I've got, you know. Okay. Uh, you know, even even a blind squirrel, as they say. All right, Gary. We'll talk All to right. you next week. You guys have a great weekend. All right, Gary Graff, our music expert.